This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hi, I'm Heidi Pratt. Welcome to Spidey's 16th Minute. We are excited to talk about some juicy gossip today. Da-da-da. Love triangles. People oh, you love. just skipped my intro. Oh. <laughs> like you would have gone, I'm Heidi Pratt. And then I'd go, I'm Spencer Pratt. So, Hi, I'm Heidi Pratt. Hi, I'm Heidi Pratt. I have one million <laughs> listeners a month on my music on Spotify. And this is my husband, Spencer Pratt. <laughs> known as Heidi's husband. Used That's, to be the Chiron on a show we were on once upon a time called The Hills. Heidi's uh, husband. <laughs> I was also Heidi's boyfriend when I wasn't even your boyfriend. You got that upgrade. Oh, this is, you're welcome. That was an advanced Chiron. <laughs> yeah. So this is our show, Spidey's 16th Minute. And we have lots of hot gossip and exciting things to talk about. Yeah. This podcast is really celebrity ASMR. That's, you know, <gasps> we're, just, we're just here to just give you that. Uh, that <laughs> No, but for real, today's episode, we're going back, back to our favorite era, our irrelevant years. Once upon a time. But not about us. Not about yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. We didn't have any love triangles that were real. We should have. Look at Scandaval now. We blew it. But I don't think we'd be together if we had a love triangle. I think we could have worked things out. I don't think so. I think we could have. No. <laughs> no. 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 I mean, yes, we could have. All right. But I think we're going to end this conversation here. You, so we anyways. We would have worked things out for if a, we had a love triangle. And early on in the show that we like, you made millions of dollars off of. <laughs> this was, well, was, was kind of shocking to me. <laughs> so we are going back to the most epic love triangles of the early 2000s. We have a few that we are going to talk about. One of the first ones that is probably the most famous love triangle, one of the most famous love triangles of our era, Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie. That was juicy. That's still juicy. Still people are entertained and interested from that. And also we have a guest. His name is Peter Grossman. 
He was the editor, photo editor of Us Weekly at the time. He is also a huge contributor to Spidey's fame. He helped us with all of our Us Weekly stories and stories and fame strategy. Also helped us write our book, How to Be Famous, which you can check out. So he is the author and strategist of that. And we have him coming on for all the juice. Very excited. Was he, he was also at our wedding. He was. He didn't marry us though. Even though he could have, he later, he got his ministership. (laughs) I don't know. He was at our wedding, our elopement in Cabo. He was the only witness. So we need him to stay alive. He is a Spidey insider. He is a fame insider. And we are going to give you all the inside details of what happened during Brad, Angelina, Jolie, what were they called? Uh, Angelina and Brad were called Brangelina. Wow, That's right. Good memory. Brangelina. See, I knew it wasn't going to work out with Brad and Jennifer because they were didn't even have a name. Yeah, they did. Jennifer. That was um, J Lo. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> love triangles. Why are we so interested? I don't think Heidi is. Heidi does not like love triangles without it's clear because I thought she totally would have been down <laughs> for a show, but. Um, why I love them is because you want to know who's going to end up with who. It's like like a scratcher. I think what is interesting is that you see this couple, or at least I saw Brad Pitt and um, Jennifer Aniston, and they look like the picture perfect couple. Everything seems fine. Everything seems great. And they're putting on this great front that everything is the perfect marriage. And then all of a sudden, when a love triangle comes in and someone from an outside, it kind of unravels the whole relationship and exposes maybe other things that are going on. So I think that people are interested in the the juiciness of it. I think psychologically what was going on, who is the cheater, who's not, what was wrong, why are they interested? What is not being fulfilled in that relationship that they need from somebody else? Because obviously if there's a cheating scandal, some need is not being fulfilled and on one side or both sides. But if you have an incredible relationship, there is no cheating scandal because you can't steal someone's boyfriend. You can't steal someone's husband. It's like that person is the one who is deciding to make that choice. So ultimately I feel like, are there things that lead up to it? Is the other person as um, responsible? Yeah. I mean, a relationship are two people. So obviously someone's needs are not getting met in some way. And it is not just the first spark. It's kind of the end of that relationship and makes you go back into it. It's kind of like an unsolved mystery. I think people get into. I don't know. I feel like, you know, there's outliers called Angela Jolie. I'm, I could see if you ask Jennifer, I bet she'd say her and Brad had a great relationship and all his needs were being met. And then, you know, here comes Angela Jolie and there's needs he didn't know could be met. Who knows? That's it's it's a mystery. That's you know, and the speculation behind it, and especially on such public figures that seem to have it all, right? And uh, Jennifer Aniston is beautiful. She's funny. She's smart. She's successful. It's like you think, what could do that? Well, I guess spicy Angelina Jolie was over in a whole different thing, but something wasn't being met with Brad, or something changed. People change too, you know. So that's another thing. Did he change? And also maybe Jennifer Aniston didn't want kids and maybe Brad did. I mean, you look at the way their lives 
went and he ended up with a bunch of children and she still doesn't have any. So who knows if that was, you never know. That's what all I'm saying. You just never know what was really going on in someone's relationship. It also could have been a career move. Did he look at himself, be like, wow, Angel Jelly is really good for my career. And he seems very career oriented. And, uh, you know, I bet his Google searches started popping off when they were seen together on set. And I don't know if there was Google searches then. I don't think so. That was like right when the internet was starting. There wasn't like. Kind of Google was there. I don't know. I didn't know Google existed at that time. That's for sure. Um, also, you wonder. Let me check, you know, before I play you out like that, let me just check. <laughs> hey, Siri. That's the hard part with acting, though. Like, what year did Google start? Can't you start? just type it in and not do voice memo? You always do voice. You yeah, not on air when we're in. Doing you podcasts. just said voice memo. Now Surrey's popping up voice memo. <laughs> um, also, it makes you wonder. That's the hard part with acting because you're pretending to love somebody and you're pretending and you have all these like scenes with them. And, you know, that's why I just never wanted, you know, acting as a career if you're marrying somebody who's acting it's like well so they're allowed to cheat because they're getting paid to do it and that's a job and that's kind of tricky it's like you're having all these sex scenes with Angelina Jolie and it's hot and they have guns and it's like this sexiest coolest Mr. and Mrs. Smith um movie that's that's difficult and then you're like really having feelings but it's like well am I just having feelings because I'm acting and it's being paid or like Really, when I'm kissing Angelina Jolie, is it, you know, those lips? I mean, they look like a, they look really pretty. <laughs> I'm sure they are great. So that's tricky. That's a hard thing with acting. Uh, you know, Glad you're not an actor. I was never I don't wanting think that, that would have worked you. out too long for me. So do you think the rise of the blogs in the early 2000s fueled the interest of love triangles? You know, I never missed a blog post on Pink is the New Blog was the OG that I remember. And um, yeah, I also followed them all in tabloids. So I don't know about the mainstream America, but for me, whoever was on that cover chip with three heads, that's who I was, uh, I was, I was, I was checking that out, honey. Yeah, those tabloids were everywhere. I mean, that was before blogs. These tabloids were the first blogs. It was the only way that you got celebrity gossip at the time. If you were walking through the market, if you were scrolling, like that was fame. Whoever is on the front, because not everybody bought the magazines or looked inside, but that those prominent scandalous faces on Us Weekly and People Magazine and all those in touch, life and style, star. If I could go back in time. I would definitely have created some uh, love triangles with you where it's not you would have had. No, it would have been a love pentagon. Have you with like multiple guys. Hmm. And I would be like, Heidi has all these boyfriends. And I would do like a source quote. Like Spencer's really upset. She's out at the club five nights a week with different guys. Okay. This is just... (laughs) All right. Anyway, what? so yeah. No, I'm saying like that we should have done more love triangles. Yeah, we should have. You really don't agree now if you could go back. Talking right when... I think that we were like, walking such a fine line of being hated. That was definitely not an area that we were... I think people would have liked you more if I was just one of your boyfriends. 
<gasps> oh my gosh. I do. I truly, oh, like, you're, I'm not well, even being funny. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I just think that would have been like, oh, she barely likes Spencer. He's like third on her roster. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. Just trying to think about how we could have been more successful. Okay. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Au contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com. We have an incredible guest today. We have the fame guru, Peter Grossman. He was the former photo editor of Us Weekly and did help run the whole magazine with Janice Min back in the day. He is also very responsible for the fame and antics of Spidey. He has helped us with every Us Weekly cover you've ever seen with our elopement. He was at our wedding and he helped us write a book called How to Be Famous. Put it all together. And here is the one and only fame guru, Peter Grossman. Wow, that was better than a cameo. You should, somebody should have booked that for you. So we are going to get into Brad, Angelie, Brangelina, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt. Let's go through all that fame timeline, beginning, middle, and how did it start? What do you think? Were there problems with Brad and Jennifer to begin with? Or were they in this happy marriage? And then all of a sudden he filmed Mr. and Mrs. Smith and saw this gorgeous muse and went off to the sunset. Like, what do you think Her lips. Happened? It was her it lips. It was her lips. Must have been those, those lips. lips just like so, so amazing. No, let's rewind, honey. What is it about love triangles <laughs> okay, that captivated the audience, the readers? Ah, why are we yeah. still, why are, are we the only ones still interested? Why is this, you know, I feel like there's a lot of IG accounts right now that are this, this is popping. This we're we're All right, tell us, at. Peter. Tell us. I, so, okay, as someone who worked there at the time, you know, and doesn't and is out of that industry now, like I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, like, I have a point of view. But I would argue that the Brad Jen Angelina story is kind of like the pinnacle of that industry. No one will ever care about anything as much as people cared about that. And I think the reason for that, there's two reasons for it. One is if you look from then forward, everything's been like fragmented. You mentioned Instagram, like celebrities are dealing directly with 
with people now and, and you can kind of get what you want um, wherever, you know, and the, the way that there aren't ratings, the way that there were ratings, you know, 50 years ago when there were only four channels, that kind of thing. Uh, and so there'll never be uh, a, a place where everyone can care about the same thing all at once, quite like it was during Brad, Jen, Angelina. But the reason that story was because it, it's, it's sort of every fantasy slash nightmare rolled into one. Like it was actually happening. You had this couple that was impossibly perfect. Like golden couple, American ideal of what happiness looks like. And then a vixen comes along and you're like, oh, is she going to steal it? And it happened. It actually happened. And that's what I think sort of made that crazy. It was like it played out archetypes in real life at the highest level of fame. And so whether or not Brad and Angelina, excuse me, Brad and Jen were having problems at the time, like I bet you they wouldn't even answer that question the same way, let alone for anyone to have like an actual consensus. Um, but that happens in relationships. And, and to have the woman like Angelina come in, who at the time, she was not, you know, speaking for the UN yet. You know, she wasn't doing, she wasn't that Angelina yet. She was on her way, you know, but she was very closely removed from like making out with her brother on the red carpet and like giving interviews about having sex with Billy Bob on the way to the premiere. Like that was just happening. <laughs> and then she's now with this guy. And, and I think the reason that it, it just got fanned and fanned and fanned, other than the fact that, you know, pictures started to come out, <laughs> um, which is a whole other story, was that if you remember at the time, Brad was promoting one of, one of the Oceans movies. I think it was like the second one. I don't know. Um, and all of the interviews that he was giving, like the group interviews with George and Matt Damon, was all about, what's next for you, Brad? And he would say, kids, kids. All he would talk about was kids, 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 kids. They would make fun of him. Um, you know, all the, all the jokes there were, kid, were about him wanting to be a dad. And to us, to the public... That becomes reality. We all believe like, all right, that guy wants to have kids. <laughs> and if they're not having kids, who's, it must be her. And so now you've got this narrative going that like, okay, he might be cheating with the vixen, but maybe it's because she has this adorable kid and she makes him feel like a dad. And it just, the whole thing kind of blew up into this impossible story that like you couldn't get enough of. And so the love triangle element was obviously a huge part of it. Uh, you know, the idea that the vixen can come in and break up the golden couple. But it had legs and people cared because they were invested in Brad. They wanted him to win. They wanted him to be happy in the end. They wanted him to get the kids and to have the happy ending. And he did for a little while. So do you think the uh, hero throughout this love triangle really was Brad Pitt? Like he's the one everybody was kind of rooting for and feeling on his side i'm not saying it's fair but yes wow I, or does he have the best publicist in town and did the best pr and spin and the most movies behind him at the time like who is the winner who is the loser and who came out the best through all this he did have the same publicist as us shout out cindy he, he did yeah <laughs> um i think it was sort of i don't think there's any one person that can sort of uh you know claim the victory uh but i and especially now with all you know everything that's changed since then but 
I think that he was a little bit the hero because he was able, I mean, for goodness sake, guys, the two of us, the three of us have been talking about this for over a decade together, but the importance of controlling your narrative, uh, he did it better than anybody else. And he was in front of it. And he was out there talking about kids. And he was out there when, even when he and Angelina were first photographed together, what was the first picture? It was a picture of the two of them on a beach with Maddox, like playing happy family. And we all know that that picture was set up. Like we know that, that they were in the middle of Africa, this like private retreat, Like those wouldn't be the only pictures that you got if you got pictures and you wouldn't have because they would have like shot at you if you got close. But what got released, it's like the greatest publicity photo of all time. Who took that you know, photo? How do you, a pap. You don't but know. But a pap that, I, the, the person who took it is irrelevant. The person who took it was the person, and no offense to the person who took it, who, great job. But <laughs> they, they weren't like called directly. There's an agency that runs the show that has direct contact and they send someone and say, you're going to go here. You're going to stand here. You're going to point your camera at that. When they walk out, you're going to take the picture. Then you're going to send me the pictures and I'm only going to release eight of them. <laughs> you know, like it was a controlled environment. What, um, which agency was that? At the time it was, uh, it was big pictures. And, uh, but you know, that was a British agency. And then, you know, that's, that's again, if, if that's an interesting story, we could talk about that at some point. But, but, uh, but the point was that the, the image that we all saw, the first time you see them together, other than like on a movie set, is as a family. And then they do that photo shoot, that cover shoot, where they imagine the whole family. It's them with a million kids. Jen makes a comment about him not having a sensitivity chip. But it's like, you don't remember the sensitivity chip comment, do you? You remember that crazy magazine cover with Brad and Angelina and all the kids, like wasn't that, it like, W style. magazine? Yeah, yeah, it was. And it's like, so that was the story that we were told. We were told that Brad wanted to be a dad, and that evil Jen wouldn't do it. And but here's this like she was a vixen, so that's cool because she's hot. But really, she's Mother <laughs> Teresa, and she wants to have a million babies. Like. It was okay to cheer for Brad. It was, we were, it was made okay. So what about uh, the timeline so, with Jen? Like rewind yeah. to the beginning. So when did this love triangle really start? Do you think that they were filming a movie and he like was acting and being around her a lot and was like, ooh, I really like her. Like what yeah. were there rumbles yeah, of Mr. things happening Mrs. on Smith, set? Right? Yeah, but for I the can, audience, I'll, what I'll, was I the beginning you, of this? Sure. Okay. I can tell you... Uh, and I was very much working at us and in, in, in the middle of it at that time. And I remember the first moment it hit me. Um, so one of my jobs at Us Weekly was to go through all the paparazzi pictures that came in every day and sort of pull out the handful that were newsworthy and meaningful. Hey, look at this. Maybe we should look into this kind of thing. And I remember they were filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And there were a couple of photographers that got near the set. And they weren't really getting any like the action stuff, but they'd get like people walking back and forth to trailers and stuff like that. And there was a picture of 20 people in it. It wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't like, oh, they caught him making out or something like that. And there were pictures of them together, but it wasn't that one. It was the one, it was a group of people and they're all standing around the camera looking at like the daily. So they're like looking at the footage back and everyone's kind of interested. It just looks like a movie set. But if you look at, at Brad and Angelina, they're like holding fingers, not holding hands, but just like, and it was so 
intimate that I remember. And I looked at that picture, just at that one. And I remember like, this is obviously dating us. I had to print it out, but I remember printing it out and bringing it to Janice's office and going, do you see this? This is not Coast And she was like, oh, you know, I had this sort of um, uh, reputation for sensationalizing things, you know, or at least imagining the sensational was part of my job. And <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think, would you hold my hand that way, Janice? And she's like, okay, fine. Let's look at this. <laughs> and so that, that was the moment where I'm like, this warrants looking at, and everybody was sort of speculating. Uh, but to me, that was the moment where you're like, that was intimacy. It wasn't, I, I could have seen them kissing and I would have just assumed it was on set. But that was something that you only do with someone that you like have feelings for. Did you, Why you hold my pinky? Did you publish? <laughs> did, did you publish? You gotta watch your hands. Did you <laughs> publish the photo of the pinky and like crop it and zoom in and circle it? Oh, man. That's a great question. We probably read it in like, hot picks at the front of the book as just like an onset moment or something like that. Like it was too early. We weren't doing the like, are they yet? So this wasn't uh, announced that him and Jen were over yet, right? Oh, no, 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 no. So when I did mean, those you know rumblings story. start? Well, <laughs> that was, um, so that was at the end of, I'm going to get the year wrong, but it was probably 04, uh, the end of, towards the end of the year. And it was after some film festival and uh, Brad was on vacation with the oceans guys. They were like doing, I remember the pictures and like doing backflips off the yacht and stuff like that. Um, and then they disappeared. And this was like part of our job was to kind of know where Brad and Jen were. And they were just kind of gone. And uh, as it got to the end of the year, uh, I actually got a phone call from a source that I had made on Anguilla, um, I had been there previously. And he was kind of like saying, hey, here's the celebrities that are on the island. He's going through the list and it's Denzel Washington was there for his 50th birthday. That was like his big thing. Uh, and I was like, yeah, he's famous, but not a celebrity. It's a little bit different. Um, you guys know that better than anybody. Uh, and as he goes down to his list, the last name on his list is like, oh, and Brad Pitt's here. And I lost my, I was like, what? Who's he with? Oh my God. He's like, oh, he's with, he's with some guy named Arquette. And I was like, okay, that guy's name's David. I said, are there wives with them? He had no idea who their wives were. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Let me check. Uh, and confirmed for me that, that, uh, that they did, uh, that their wives were with them. And all of a sudden now we know where Brad and Jen are. And there's all these rumors going on, like, are they splitting? What's going on with Angelina? This is like around New Year's. And uh, so because I was kind of familiar with the island and I knew the, I, I knew the people involved, uh, I, I went. Um, and so I, I got to have one of those like movie moments where, you know, you say to the guy on the phone, don't move. I'm, I'm on the next plane. I'll be there for lunch tomorrow. Uh, I was in, you know, office in New York. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, this is so good. Like I never got to say stop the presses. But like, this was a close second. Um, so they're all, so the next day I, I walked into his place where he worked and, and we went and had lunch. And so they were there together with uh, Courtney and David. And uh, there's a long, I, I've told the story before. I'll spare your listeners now about how we ended up getting those pictures, but it was two weeks 
of being around them, near them, uh, until finally they had sort of moved around to a different private resort and, and the guys that I had working for me, um, the photographers, uh, got the pictures that I think that you're probably familiar with. Um, anyone who knows about this story is familiar with it, but it was uh, the pictures of them walking on the beach where he's wearing the sweatshirt that says trash. Uh, <laughs> and he's kind of got his arm around her. Uh, and he's like giving her a little kiss on the head. And she's got this like kind of sad look on her face. And people think those are set up, but I can assure you they were not. Um, as the person that was there on the ground, having to figure out how the best to take a picture of them without, you know, being intrusive, really. Uh, we and just this had wasn't people exclusive. On of the beach. You got the oh, exclusive. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This was a, I, that, that was a fun one coming back on the, after everyone found out they split up and like being surrounded by the reporters from other magazines were like, I hear there's no pictures. I'm like, yeah, maybe there aren't. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, up through that time, I mean, and I say this as someone who was at the same New Year's Eve dinner with them, uh, they were still acting. They were being a couple. Um, and sleeping in the same villas and like just doing a on a, on a vacation with their, with their friends. It was oddly normal. Uh, and it wasn't until I flew back and called into the office to be like, Hey, we nailed those pictures, huh? That she was like, yeah, you completely missed the story. They split up. And I was like, no, they didn't split up. I was just having lunch with them. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, they just announced it. And you got to turn around and go back to Angola tomorrow morning. Oh my <laughs> so God. You start to see everything through this different lens. Like, oh, wow. They were, I, I remember at one point, um, there was this little island off the island called Silicae where you go for lunch. It's like, there's no electricity out there. You can only go during the day. Uh, and they were out there and I was out there. There was this band playing the, the happy hits as local Anguilla band. And it was just like, you can't imagine a more pleasant environment. It's like paradise, perfect music. They're serving you fish that they're catching like over there. Um, it, it's just, it's amazing. And Brad's dancing around. I can still see him like doing this little move with his hands. <laughs> he's like, he's doing this kind of thing. He's loving life. And I remember looking over at Jen and she's just like, but you start to look back at it and go, oh, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. This was a goodbye trip. Oh, um, makes me really sad. I'm getting like really sad. Oh, it's just, it should be. And it's, it should make you sad because you're a human being. And there are things like mirror neurons where you see someone else being sad and you internalize it. Like it's a real thing. And, and mm. things like the cover of magazines at that time did that. They supplied that for people. They made you feel like you knew them just like us, mm. uh, but not actually us a little bit better because they're famous. <laughs> uh, they're on the magazine, you know, but like you enough that you are going to be drawn in and be interested. And we wrote, we the rise and fall with them. You know, we saw Brad and Jen get together. We were so excited. They got married. They put out these beautiful wedding photos. I mean, it's just this like impossibly perfect situation. And then to see her heartbroken like that, uh, you know, that's why Janice um, was always so brilliant. Uh, her cover lines, I mean, there were many reasons that Janice is brilliant, but, but when you look back at the covers, you know, everybody had them splitting week that they split and they all used those event photos with the rip down but we had the pat picture like we had the only one and so there's that picture of like their last moment together and the headline was 
uh, why Brad said goodbye. And then a few weeks later, when we were fully into the Brad, the Jen Angelina triangle thing, the headline that's the only cover that we ever did that came close to selling your top selling cover uh, was a line that said, how Jen found out. And when you touch people personally like that, like think about those two lines, why Brad said goodbye, how Jen found out, it puts you in their living room. It makes you feel like, oh my God, Jen's about to tell me how she found out. Yeah. And, and that's what I think was going on for everyone. There was such an investment in, in first the couple, then the, wait, is this real? And then, oh my God, it is real. This is happening. He's with Angelina now. I mean, and the, and the fallout from that, I just, I, I can't imagine there ever being a celebrity story that, that encompasses all of those things the same way that touches people because it, people care. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't really know anything about them, to be honest. I, I know like a little bit about how Brad dances, you know, and, and, uh, and, and where they stayed and stuff like that. But like, we don't really know them. What? What is but the we po- think we do. what is the possibility? Hear me out. That mm. Brad and Jennifer were an arranged Hollywood couple. You know, like this happens. We know these couples. What if they yeah. were one of these couples? So then it wasn't. You know, it was more of like a business separation, and that's why that trip was more like contracts up. Because we do know that happens in Hollywood. With it there does. are couples. So how do we yes. know that? they weren't one of these arranged power couples. When is our contract? We, we, I signed a life one, right? <laughs> right? I think it would have been, uh, I think it would have been, up, to, death to his I think it would have been up around 2010 if we were going off of, uh, you know, business success. <laughs> um, I, listen, anything is possible. Of course, I just sat here telling you that we don't really know them, but I have no reason to think that was the case here. There, they, These were two, huge stars at the time that were going to be perfectly fine uh, in their careers without each other um, and had had high-ish profiles, Brad more than Jen, but, you know, high-ish profile relationships before that. Like, I think that they made a lot of sense as a couple, you know? So they made a lot of sense as a couple in their 20s and early 30s. Like, I think there's a lot of people that have had relationships like Brad and Jen's relationship. They're maybe not quite as attractive, you know, but, but I've had a lot of relationships like that where you're just like, I'm this person and you're this person, therefore we should be together. And I don't mean that they didn't love each other. I mean, again, I, this is all speculation. I wouldn't pretend to know them, but, but I think they made a lot of sense. And then I also think that Brad and Angelina, just as people made a lot of sense in their thirties and forties, like, Oh, they kind of wanted the same things. And, they were on the same page for a while and they had kids and they were doing all this stuff that they seem to both be super into. So like, I just think what really happened is just life happened and people break up and people get together. But when you uh, look a certain way and when you act a certain way, both on camera and in your life, um, people pay attention and uh, you know what you're getting into when you decide to become a famous person, um, as opposed to, you know, there, there are people who work in the theater that are actors that don't have these problems and Meryl Streep doesn't have these problems. Uh, but there's a, it's different, uh, when you're a celebrity. And so you know what you're getting into if you're famous and you get with another famous person. 
um, it's going to, the ups and downs are going to be made public. And I, I, I would never be, put myself in a position to judge whether or not that was fair. Um, it certainly seems balanced given uh, all the pros of, that you get from, from that lifestyle too. So, uh, I, I don't, but anyway, as a long winded way of saying, I think they loved each other and I think they got married and then I think they broke up and that happens a lot. So how did Jen find out? Brad just told her. <laughs> Brad was like, Hey, this My is real. God. Do you know what's hilarious is I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I had to know. What happened, I remember, Jen? I remember, the, I remember the pictures, of course. Uh, it, you know, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure how she felt. You should go read the issue. I All can right, tell I'll you. Google it. We'll buy it on eBay. With certainty that whatever's printed in it was accurate. Um, oh. That much I can, I can guarantee. The, 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 the reporting that went on at Us Weekly at, the, at that time was on par with any reporting that happens anywhere professionally. So it was a weird, weird topic to have all those really talented people all, all working on, but that was a, that was a real journalism effort. Again, we can question the, the nature of the subject matter, but, uh, but it was, it was, it was real what you were reading. On that note, just for future brain podcasts of this series, what year to what year can you vouch that journalism at at least us weekly was like, <laughs> you know, like legit. Uh, I mean, well, look, the starting point unequivocally is the Janice Min years. Like Janice is a real journalist, you know, that went to Columbia School of Journalism and could have run any magazine that she wanted to. Um, what she did, you know, people talk about, you know, celebrity editors or people like, like a Graydon Carter or something like that. But it was like, it's easy to make artsy magazines for artsy people kind of thing. And it's easy to make trash for people who just want trash too. What Janice could do that literally nobody else could do was both at the same time was uh, give you something that was completely real, that you was well-reported and sourced and we wouldn't print things that were rumors. We only printed things that we had verified. And she surrounded herself with, Really, really smart people. I mean, when you look at that era and you look at the people that were running things, these were serious, serious people. And they all have a, a couple of things in common, aside from being very serious and, and smart journalists. You're talking about, just to rattle off a few, Janice Min. You're talking about Liz Betts, who created the look and feel of what we all consider tabloids. Like, that was her that decided what that looks like. You had a photo director in Jennifer Halper and someone that worked before her named Patty that were Patty Wilson that that picked the pictures that went on the cover that made you look into people's eyes and feel like it was real. And you had Lara Cohen, who later on went to like great success at Twitter, uh, who was running the news and again had worked at Brill's content. Like these were serious people. And it was all and you know, and and any of like the packages, the weight loss stuff and all that kind of stuff was, you know, was run by a woman named Kelly Regis and before her, this woman, Carolyn, and before, and along with them, there's a woman, Mara Reinstein, who is like a brilliant film critic. And these are all really smart, educated women. And that's why the magazine was good, because it was run by women who were all serious people 
and really knew what women wanted. And it was a magazine for women run by women. And that's why it worked. That's why the we rest fell. of the world, the girls. This is why we fell well, off. Right when Janice Min and Peter Rout. Yeah, that, like was, that was when our I just, As he's describing us, I'm like, like, our team. <laughs> where did our team go? This is, this is behind Spidey. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't that it wasn't that hard to figure out. Like, yeah, put all the sport women in charge, and things are going to run really well. On a whole that's different what, note, this is going to be a, yeah. a new segment that we did a little bit last time with our previous guest, yeah. but. What can Spidey do to prolong our fame at this moment? What can we do here and now for our 16th minute? How can we get back in the limelight? What do we do? Minute. Wow. Spidey, okay. 16th yeah. minute. Go. Yeah. What would right um, now you're running the show? What would you have us do? Well, the first thing I would do is try and talk you out of this. <laughs> Like and tell you that and tell you that being famous is not I would say let's be more rich than famous. That's that'll be more fun. Great. But <laughs> if the goal was just to be famous and rich. Hey, yeah, with some, some, like, some money with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you like rich or reckless. Like, this is um, not what I'm some, saying. Like, Airwom budget. Success. What's the next successful okay. chapter yeah. of Spidey for this our is, 16th minute? The, this is okay. okay. This is what I see. This is what I see for Spidey's Let's call it, come on, let's be honest. This would be like 17th or 18th minute, right? Uh, let's just you guys, call it You guys are still doing your thing. The name of the podcast is uh, 16th minute, so let's, let's stay on brand. Right. Okay. I retract that statement. All right. Uh, this is what I would say. Um, I, you know, I, so for your listeners, um, despite the fact that I was in there and doing the brand engine and all that kind of stuff, these two wonderful people and I go way back. And one of the things that I felt the most proud of at my time at Us Weekly, and I am coming around to answer your question, I promise. Uh, the thing that I felt the most proud about, one of the things, uh, was how we got your story right when everyone else was repeating the lie. Um, I got to know you guys as people uh, through weird methods, which we've talked about on other shows before, and we could talk about another time. Uh, but we got to, I got to know you as people. And the thing that always struck me uh, was, oh, they're they're actors. <laughs> They're playing completely different people on this television show called The Hills. That's not them. It's working for them in terms of like they're employed and they're doing a good job at <laughs> their employed. job. They're, be they're very believable in this role. And what always drove me nuts was when people thought that that was really you. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like being married at the guy who plays Darth, uh, Matt, excuse me, Matt at the guy who plays Darth Vader for like being a jerk. Like that's just an actor. Um, and so what I've loved witnessing from a little bit of a distance this time around is that with this go around, everyone gets to see you for who you are. And my advice to you would be to double and triple and quadruple down on that. That there is uh, niches out there for, for everyone, that no one is famous, famous like Brad and Jen anymore, you know? And it's finding your audience. Everything is about finding your audience right now. And to me, what you guys do better than anything else and anyone else is you're honest. You can talk about stuff that is inherently fake in a real way. And that's what I've always loved about you as people. And that's what I've always enjoyed about you uh, as celebrities and as like someone that covered you and interview, interviewed you. And so I would say the more that you share the real Heidi and Spencer, uh, the more successful that you will be because you're so damn likable. 
Thanks, that, Peter. That would be my take. Oh my God. <laughs> Gonna cry. Gosh. Tell my mom that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have told your mom. <laughs> Tell her your yeah. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> All right, we're going to go through one more love triangle, <laughs> a little a little more less in depth because it this is not okay. the the meat of the meal. Um, we're going to go through the meat of the meal. Yeah. <laughs> just make that one up huh? <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> this is the signs, you know, um, we're going to do Paris, Lindsay, Starros, Mary Kate. Uh, what, where did this start? Who's the winner? Was it a love triangle? How was relevant it just a, at the time? Was it just a, it seems more like a marathon. They're just throwing the baton at each other. You have Starbucks. You, you. Uh, I what, mean, it makes sense. Yeah. They were like tall, good looking I mean, billionaire. Like it's young. on. That should have been a dating show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I mean, I remember all that. I remember Stavros. Uh, I remember speaking to him once. I can't remember why. Um, but I remember Hawaii was involved a lot with that with that group, right? They were in Hawaii a lot. There was a trampoline, in fact. In fact, if I remember, oh, it wasn't, wasn't Mary that Kate Mary Kate? Mary yeah, Kate was in the trampoline like with Starvos or something. Well, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Those that, those were children, <laughs> right? I yeah. Mean, like I don't know how old they were at the time, but I mean, you know, anyone who had a, I mean. I'm saying this to the two of you, but anyone who would put a camera on themselves in their early twenties to show their dating life, it's going to look, it's going to look messy. Maybe. Uh, That's what I was telling Heidi. If we could go back in time, right when we met you, instead of having her just dating me, we would have had planted other guys that she was dating (laughs) and we would have given her more love triangles. No, no. Thank you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh my gosh. The thing, look, the reason I just spent how long telling you guys that the reason that Brad and Jen was a big deal is because we got to marinate in it. We got to sit in it for a while and that drove us caring. We care about the two of you. You guys were the, oh, you're the last one standing. You're the ones that were the real couple. And, and that's what we are all seeing now. So you don't, the controversy is short term. It's like then it burns out, right. but Jeez. but you want to. Why are you smiling? What is, I am agreeing with Peter. I can't even. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Come on, I mean, listen. Short this is not term. the stupidest so- idea Spencer's ever had. Come on, <laughs> we, we, we've talked. We, we, we've talked to him out of worse. Oh my gosh! So I think <laughs> why this was even interesting to people with the Paris Lindsay is this was it Hollywood, right? This was young Hollywood. Mm, this was yeah. kind of like the Mean Girls Absolutely. Hollywood too, going on with that whole. Brandon Davis, Firecrotch, yeah. Lindsay Lohan, you know, <laughs> Jeez, swapping yes. boyfriends out at clubs. Should they be there? Should they not? I feel like this was the beginning and yeah. the end kind of of uh, the polarization of young Hollywood and clubbing and being rich and famous and good looking and successful in your early 20s. Yeah. Gosh, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Hey, oh, Dude, you were you were twenty something once. Like I didn't live like were, Lindsay and like Paris not, and Mary Kate. Sure, yeah, did. They were, not Mary they Kate. Were, not Paris. Not any. It's, <laughs> uh, just imagine just college years being being chronicled. It's not good. I was just I was just at uh, my wife's college reunion, and and you can hear from the stories. It's like all right, yeah, the stupid things we did. It. It's kind of fun, but it's way easier to laugh at it 
years later if it wasn't on TV. I don't even and believe I Sarah would what, like make a mistake. I see her being like the sweetest, <laughs> cutest. Like, I can't do, even imagine. Do you remember when you got an A minus, yeah, Sarah? Totally. <laughs> totally. I don't even see. Sarah, remember when you had that whole bottle of wine? That was crazy. <laughs> oh, oh well, come on. I think you guys are a little bit. I was with you on the first one. I think you guys, uh, I think you know her better enough on the second half. Uh, listen, remember the mess I was when you met me. Like we all make mistakes. Um, and, and when we grew out of them, I feel fortunate that mine weren't on camera. And so for the Lindsay's and Paris's and, and Olsen twins and that whole generation of famous people that really grew up on camera. I mean, before that, we had that thing, oh, child stars, they always end up in trouble, right? You know, going back to the beginning of, of filmmaking, like there's the stories of the child actor that going bad. Well, this was now like a whole generation of them. Now, all of these celebrities are all really young and we're covering them like they're adults. And it was, yeah, I, I imagine that that messes with a person. Again, it, it became the goal. The, the goal was to be famous, right? I mean, you remember that. It wasn't necessarily anything else. Um, and the money will just follow. And sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. And uh, yeah, I, it's not something I would ever recommend for anyone being famous. And if you are going to do it, don't do it young. So do you think there was a say, love triangle? Buy, I thought he was say, and buy How to Be Famous on Amazon. Do you think yeah, there yeah. was a love triangle, though, between Lindsay, Paris, Mary-Kate? Or do you think he just kind of dated them all and it was loose? Like, was there an attachment? Oh, I think Paris. Loose. Whoa. Was Paris <laughs> What's she talking about? Is this a, is a family friendly. Are you asking if, are you just, asking if they were on a break? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're asking? <laughs> you who are you referring to? They weren't engaged. Was anyone engaged to service? Was Paris? No, no, no. Oh, she was wow, married maybe. to that. She was engaged to that other Paris, right? It was Paris and she Paris. Had for a couple a engagements, oh, respectfully. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I was thinking I, of. But was he engaged to any I, of them? I, I was it serious? Or was it not? I don't even know if that could be called a love triangle. Well, look, in terms of. It is a, it's a triangle. Maybe we keep the word triangle. Maybe it's a square. (laughs) I think it was, uh, we're all young and hot square. Not necessarily a love square. Like Brad and Jen were married for a long time and then they got divorced and then he got married to someone else and had kids. That's not to belittle the relationships that we go through in our teens and twenties as being significant. They are. But can we call it a love triangle? I, I don't know. Okay. Is uh, there another yeah. love triangle that is below or comes on par of the Brangelina, Jen Aniston? Or is that well, it? Was that the like most famous in history? Well, oh, and hi- well, it depends on how far you want to go back. I mean, you can go back to like Liz Taylor, Richard Burton, but like in our era. Yeah. There's certainly nothing that, that comes close. There are, I mean, I think that there are those like, shocking cheating moments i mean i remember like the talking about young celebrities but like rob and Kristen, that was that was kind of wild um mostly robin because Kristen. there was like a who's rob rob and pattinson and chris rob oh, pattinson. oh, oh yeah let's, let's hear a little that's info a on that one. that's a good that's one my favorite with the director ever. right yeah that's definitely a love triangle from that set. Was... that's one of the that's one of the like the most like serendipitous paparazzi pictures of all time like it's also, I shouldn't just say serendipitous. It was also hard work and, and smarts. There was a, she was, the reason that picture got taken 
was because she she would go to this gym. Kristen Stewart went to a gym. Everybody knew Kristen Stewart like goes to this gym. So there were like other famous people that would go to the, there's there were like packs outside the gym. And she comes out in her like workout gear that they take those non-exclusive, there's like 10 guys there taking the same picture while she walks for a car. And she drove out of the parking lot and went a different direction than she normally went. And only one guy noticed it. And so we followed her. And that's how those pictures were taken. She showed up, she met him, the director dude uh, in like a parking lot somewhere. And they're like pictures, kind of like steamy pictures of them in the car in the parking lot. And they drove off together and then got out of the car. <laughs> amazingly and just like that little quick moment where he stands behind her and wraps arms around her and they think there's nobody around uh and someone got that picture i remember getting a phone call from the owner of the agency uh uh on it was a tuesday this was our day off because we close the magazine on mondays and uh, be there really really late and so he called me on a tuesday really late late at night to woke me up he's an la guy just to kind of giggle at me he wouldn't even tell me what it was. He's like, I am going to show you a picture exclusively tomorrow and it's going to be expensive. And, uh, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. And I remember just screaming and swearing at him for waking me up. And Sarah's like, what, aren't you trying to get him to sell you a picture? And you're like, maybe you should be swearing at him. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Uh, and then the next morning there it was. And you're like, Oh, how much of that? Se- how much of that cell phone? Oh, we don't, we don't talk about that. I I know. Yeah. I think I heard a half a million dollars. Wow, that would be a it lot. It wasn't a half a million. It was a little. It was less than that. That's so. It was less than that. And but, she uh, could have made the money. <laughs> she could have just sold it and done the exclusive. She could have so set it up. What happened there? Yeah. She probably Rob. wanted to keep Rob and the director was worth more than four, a few hundred grand. Yeah. Probably so. So yeah. were her and Rob a business arrangement, or were they really in love, or? Did she come out okay on you that? You saw them in person. They look like skate, a cute skater couple. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget when I met them. And I thought they were from Lords of Dogtown for some reason. The and skater, Twilight had the it skater come out. movie. And we're yeah. at the VMAs and we're coming out in the parking lot waiting for our car and they're waiting for theirs. And they literally look like vampires in person. Like they're all kind of dark <laughs> and standing there. I'm like, whoa, hey guys. I'm, I love your movie, Lords of Dogtown. And they just look at me like... You are so stupid. I don't even think they answered me. I and I was like, all right, good luck with your that movie or whatever. Oh my gosh. That's that a great love of that. Twilight. I was like, wow. Yeah. Was, uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a big one. I think. Was Johnny Knoxville and Jessica Simpson, was oh, that, that considered was a, a love triangle or just like, is a love triangle just like a cheat? Like, what do we call on a love triangle? Cheating? I, I Cheaters? Say, I think in order for something to be a triangle, there needs to be like, prolonged like you know think of an actual triangle like you need three equal sides you know and so if it's like not equal but you need three sides and i think that if if you if it's just like a cheating scandal that's not really a love triangle. Mm. a love triangle implies that there like is a battle for the person in the middle almost i think like when i think of brad and angelina that feels like a love triangle because it was like at some point he probably went through the question of like what am i doing here you know, whereas like, I don't think of some 20 year old cheating on their like girlfriend as a love triangle is more of just like a thing, stupid thing that kids do. Um, and adults. Uh, but, um, but I guess the, the Johnny, not like the whole Jessica Simpson thing, like that was about Nick and Jessica breaking up. Like I wouldn't consider, uh, Kristen Cavallari as part of that triangle. 
even though she was the first one that Nick dated. Uh, and so I would, I think of that as like a couple that broke up and it was messy. Uh, but I don't really think Still of it as a crime. We should definitely ask Johnny. her about that. Be like, did you not watch Nick and Jessica? Like, you had no mercy, Kristen? Still makes me sad, but I do love <laughs> Nick and Vanessa together. And You're I think one they of the only bad. ones, according to all my tweets. <laughs> well, everyone, maybe not. Everyone's saying that we should rant. take over for that hosting show. Well, that we sh- totally should. Uh, so you don't love them that much. But no, Vanessa's really nice. <laughs> we've met her. And, anyways. Anyways, we'll take um, your but yeah, you're right. You're, you're right about the to, triangle. So I, you have my vote as well. Yeah. All right. So all, all right. we got, we only have one love triangle. All right. So. so, but the most famous of the two early two thousands and of our era, and probably of tabloid culture. Certainly. So. And I like the week after I went up to Jennifer Aniston and told her that Angelina <laughs> was tell that there. story. You've heard that story, right? No, our audience has not. Yeah, I've told it a thousand I times. I don't know that I have. What? So Brody and I at the time would hang out at Nobu Malibu, the Handsome, original. young. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. she didn't swoop you, you up know, in her car. I was probably a little inebriated. I'm sure she's Sexy, young, handsome. To, you know, Thanks more. for leaving him for me. So <laughs> I'll tell the story eventually. <laughs> um... <laughs> So we're at Nova Malibu and we're drinking these pink sockies, fruit punch sockies, I think they're called. I don't know. They're delicious. And there's Jennifer Aniston. I think she was waiting for somebody. I don't even think anyone was sitting. She may have been sitting by herself. And I went over and sat at the table with her and I said, Angela Jolie is the biggest, you know, I probably used a lot of profanity and I was like... I really, I hope you're doing okay. And it's probably the worst thing you could possibly so do. So you went up it. and you hit on her. I No, I don't think it was more just like trashing Angie. Oh, uh, okay. We had, I had probably. And you are one of the only people who can say that. That's impressive. Sorry. Yeah, Brody is my witness. So this is a true story. What did, wait, did she respond? I'm sure she did, but I'm not going <laughs> to try to remember that part. I do remember me going over and, you know. I don't remember what she that said. Is I feel like she said, and like, I, thank I, you. Like, please get off my table. Like, <laughs> she said, I, I, I hope she like, I, I'm never coming here again. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope someone tracks her down somewhere in, in her obscurity and asks her that question. Funny, oh, yeah. uh, my gosh. She, uh, dude, I, I'll say this. I bet she liked it. Not because, you know, it was you. Not that you're not charming and all the things that Heidi <laughs> but said. It but it was just so much but, hate on Angie. Yeah. But like, there was just, can you imagine being her? No, it's so that? sad. Like, I came with good energy. It would I came with yeah. good energy. Like, God, God, coming in. God sends messages, <laughs> messages <laughs> in all in sorts saying, of like, hey, I've been watching this and I think that you got a raw deal. Like, yeah, it was, it was very yeah. similar to that. I was like that. Validation is is real, man. The world needs more of it. So I did that. Well, thank you, you, Peter, so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone for listening. This was the early 2000s. We are excited. Peter, any last notes? Any last? You'll be back. This isn't going to be the only time we have you on the 16th minute with Spidey. Uh, Yeah. No, no, I, I'm I'm here for it, man. I'm here for to create all the minutes. You're the best. Let's do it. How do we get Janice on? Oh, I don't know. Janice is still like a big important person. (laughs) So are you, Peter. Yeah, you are in the (laughs) compliance world. You matter. Look at your shirt. You matter. That's right. That's right. That's right. You matter. This was my, uh, 
I said I, my goodbye note to the whole staff at Us Weekly when the magazine was was sold oh. was to, to remind people that they did. It also says underneath it, uh, unless you multiply yourself times the speed of light squared, then you energy. But that's because I'm a nerd. And you're smart and brilliant. And we appreciate everything you've done for us. And thank you for coming on. So everyone, make sure you check out How to Be Famous, our book. We love you, Peter. And uh, thank you for joining us. Will you record an audio version of it? Yeah, a sound wave? No, like do it for uh, like audio books. Like we should have an iTunes audio version of it with you narrating it. Yeah, I'm the narrator in the animated trainings that my company produces now. So I'll do it as that character. All right, please do. Uh, it's a very soothing voice. All right. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. I'll talk to you oh, soon. You're the best. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates.